Ladies and glow getters, I'm Namdenim Daki and I'm your host for the Squadcast. Just before we get started today, we want to take a moment to shout out the only natural sparkling grape frizzante, our very own Benini. Benini gives us this platform to say what's on our minds and get our issues out there. And for that, we thank you, Benini. Today, we're diving into all things relationships on episode nine. But first, let's meet our guests. First up, I have Bloom Bombo, formerly known as the Duchess Blue. The lovely Bloom Bombo is an award-winning model of reality TV fame. Blue's career started when she entered South Africa's version of America's next top model, Diamond in the Rough. Her big break really came when she entered the Big Brother house in 2011. Among many other incredible titles, Blue was named SA's most stylish model in 2020. Now she's charting her path as an entrepreneur with her own fashion line, showing us what it means to be a glow getter. Welcome, Blue. Thank you. So lovely to have you. You are absolutely the sweetest girl I've ever met. Ah, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. Next up, we have Siamo Morisane, confident and with a kind of charisma that can't be beat. The lovely Siamo Morisane joins the Squadcast after being appointed the first ever nine gender brand ambassador for Lux. I need to stop and get a clap for that. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. Siamo created her own stage and TV, radio, lifestyle and brand ambassador spaces in South Africa. She began as a child star on TV, making appearances on Reebok Fit Kids and the iconic Kidio before growing into a sought-after stylist to the star with the flair for the stories. Oh. Hmm. Who is That's this <laughs> I read this and I was like, oh my gosh, Siamo, Kidio, that is epic. I'm That's person, amazing. Mr. Chinwagon. That's amazing. And my last guest is Penny Leviane. Penny Leviane is an absolute radio legend and a returning guest to the Squadcast. Not only radio, Penny has also been a star of SA Screens, which shows on ETV, SABC2, and more. This powerhouse of a South African media world is the OG. She has blazed the trail for us brave women to follow. And luckily for us all, she just keeps going. Oh my goodness. Thank I, you. I said so literally, much. I want you to know I'm putting this in my CV. I interviewed Penny. Hello. Oh, I am so excited. When I was growing up, I wanted to have a squad. Oh, <laughs> like nobody understood what I was talking about. So this is <laughs> it for me. And I'm so glad to be back for another chance of fun with the girls. <laughs> so lovely having you. Just before we get started today, we want to take a moment to shout out the only natural sparkling grapefruit. Sante, our very own Benini. It's vital that we as women have spaces to speak up about the issues that matter to us. That's why platforms like the Squadcast are so important. Now, ladies, today we're talking relationships, but we're not talking about Facebook status relationships. We're talking the oh, real deal. Yes, right? yes, we're talking the real yes. deal. I'd rather prefer we're the talking, Facebook one. <laughs> we're talking friendships, we're talking family, we're talking squads, we're talking about the people that matter in your life. So, I want to do a quick exercise before we get started. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a saying that goes, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. I want you to pull out your phone, go on WhatsApp, mm -hmm. start a new message, and it will immediately show you the five people that you spoke with the most in the past week. Okay. Oh! And the top five are actually 
actually the people oh, you wow. are speaking Dude, with the most. Okay. So what uh-huh. I want you to do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is this allowed? Yeah. So you know why I On want point. you to do that? Because yeah. so often we're not conscious of where we're expanding our energy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right? Wow. These are the people you gave your energy to this week. Yes. Now, look at your list. Yeah. If any of them are someone that matters to you, I want you to tell me about that relationship and oh. how they've impacted oh, you. Oh my goodness. All of them. This is all I of think them. From, that's why for me, I'm like, oh, oh this is definitely this right. This is definitely yeah. right. Because I have number one at the top, my manager. Second after that is my lux. <laughs> People. People. Your yeah. money. Your money. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then third after that is a friend, a friend of a friend who's now become a very dear sister to me. Yeah. Aww. And then I have a good friend of mine who's helped me deal with so much relationship drama this year. Mm. So yeah. And then I, the fifth one, I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't have the numbers stored. So. Same here. Come on. Or you need guys, to find out who that is because yeah. you gave them a little bit of energy uh, this week. And Blue, what's oh. on your list? Well, number one is my king. Second oh. one is my twin sister. I've got my business partner here. And the two other numbers, I've just been communicating with them, but they don't really... Yeah. Yeah. They don't, don't feature have, on yeah, your yeah, yeah. squad list. Uh-huh. Penny? Okay, my number one number one is my 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 king dirty mind friend uh, champion collective nation builder brother uh, you know kind friend and yeah future potential important things. Getting the scoop, getting the scoop. And then secondly is um, my my manager, uh, management team around this project that we're doing now. It's my radio producer uh, mm. as well. And then my sister, we met, when we met, she was mentoring me, mm-hmm. who became my sister. Mm-hmm. Now she's my aunt, aunt to my children. Aww. And lastly is my brother. That's amazing. <laughs> I was yeah. so excited Let's, to do yeah, this because, brother. you know, like wow. I said, we Who's expand so much energy. <laughs> I am not the person being interviewed here, but I can hey, tell you, we are sharing. I am absolutely <laughs> conscious of where I expand my energy because oh, it's wow. so important that you feed your soul like that, right? Mm. The people around us really do impact how we see ourselves in the world, especially mm. as women, you know? There's so many narratives mm. around how we should be, who we should be, and how we should show up. So I think there has to be a conscious intentional mm. approach to how we actually expand our energy. Blue, you have a twin. Yes. And she made your list. Yes, How has absolutely. it been? Do you guys fight a lot? To be honest, we have the most strongest relationship. Fighting, we do fight, obviously, as I guess we all fight, <laughs> you know. But yeah, the relationship is absolutely amazing. I love it to be. It's literally God and her and the rest. I mean, I can't imagine a bigger blessing than that, you know. Siamo, you mentioned someone on your list who's helped you through difficult times this past year. Mm-hmm. And you and I briefly spoke about some of the challenges that you went through. How has this person been impactful in just framing your mind as you navigate new terrains? I think I'm going to need tissues. 
Oh. This I'll is the part where I need to teach you. Don't make me I'm pathetic. Yeah. Don't start that. No, but Please that's where, like, oh now you've started. Because yeah, you as, as oh. you made me think of the five people, I'm like, this is something I need to do on a regular to see yeah. where my energies are. Yeah. But, um, oh, snap. Can I please get tissue? Okay, I'm going to need tissue if I, I did not pay for crying. makeup yeah. just to cry. I'm going to start crying. Um, if we're going to heal, let it be glorious. glorious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Amazing. on someone's hand. I saw it on Garaba's <laughs> hand this morning and there was a message. So this person... So I've experienced heartache and it's from the people who I thought had my back. Yeah. And this was someone who would chat regularly, like, you know? Mm-hmm. But how they stepped up for me, thank you, um, within the first three months of the year, has been like a big sister. Mm. She was open, she was honest, brutally honest, to a point where we sat at a restaurant and I just couldn't stop holding my tears. But she she's helped me realize the truth. Yeah. And brought me towards my light to understand that it's not these people that bring joy to me, but rather that I am the joy that's spreading, spreading in the it room. to them. And mm. I need to be careful of distributing that joy. There is so much sisterhood that is underplayed sometimes mm. when we speak about female relationships. Yes. And there are some tough relationships, you know, but there are also a lot of beautiful uh, relationships and sisterhoods. I mentioned to you, Penny, that I have been very lucky with female friendships. Mm. I was raised in a matriarchal home and therefore I just had a positive connection with women. Mm. I want to know for, from you and I'm really excited to be speaking to you, Penny, because I love engaging with mature women. I I just want to bask in the wisdom and I want to know from you, when you think about your inner circle of women, how had those relationships been along the way, especially as a public figure? Thank you so much. I'm also very uh, excited to be chatting to you. I think one of the things that uh, the first round of this conversation gave me was an opportunity to impart and be around a lot of young women. Mm. And I'm always like the one who's sitting behind the mic, but I want to share, you know, and I'm look, I'm constantly on the lookout for opportunity to, to share and grow. Mm. So in terms of like navigating my relationships with women over time, because I got into the public life very early on, yeah. like you know, at 18, 19, I was already on radio. So I was always surrounded by older women who were mature. Then I had my peers. I was mostly the youngest, I think, until recent time, maybe like in 2015 when I got to ETV, that's when I was the oldest person. This mm. is just when I was approaching my 40s. But most of the time I was always the youngest in the room. And then I was juggling two worlds. I was juggling the adult world uh, with a mature woman and the professional world. But then I was the girl who didn't allow myself to be old when I was not supposed to be. So for example, when I was at Metro, I would go club with my friends who were working at Wide, people who were my age mates. And they were like, what's this? You work here? And I was like, but you guys are not here. I was like, what brand? I was like, but those are my relationships outside of what I do with yeah. you. So there's things like that. So the older women, 
like you. Actually, mm. not even at work. Back in Pimville, there are women who are like, you know, 50. At the time, they say they were like 30. I was like 23, 24. Yeah. Uh, they were like 30, 30, 35. So I would sit with them, watch them. You know, they would be smoking, drinking, talking about relationships. And I would just be like staring at them. And they would go with me to parties. Yeah. And and then, you know, guys would be like, and then this girl here. And they'd be like, hey, 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 <laughs> leave her. Because already, you know, I was already yeah. like on radio and whatever. So those kind of things. But like you, um, you know, I was surrounded by women uh, as well growing up. But they might have not been that vocal or outspoken about certain things. Yeah. But I allowed myself to be exposed unconsciously uh, that it was framing, you know, my life reference as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, there's something very interesting about relationships and I've experienced it myself. We kind of rely on these people a lot. Yeah. A lot of us have bad days and, mm. and it's one of the things that I've learned as I grow older, yeah. that bad days belong to everyone. everyone. They yeah. don't discriminate. Mm. Everyone has a bad day, especially with the, the pandemic. There's been a lot of just emotion turmoil with people having to really come to terms with who they are mm. and I'm going to ask you Blue because this might be most relatable to you uh-huh. the idea of codependency in relationships mm. you know this whole concept of BFFs is glorified a lot yeah. but sometimes it has its challenges mm. the codependency that starts to build when you are with someone on a day to day basis and you end up looking like each other you speak like each other you think like each other how have you managed having a unique personality being so closely tied to your twin? Sure. We actually get this a lot because we are totally different. You know, I'm my own person with a different personality from my twin sister. As much as we spend almost all our lives together, that's all I know, you know, I know her to be literally everywhere I am in life. Every stage of my life, she's always been there. The good, the bad, the worse, and like literally everything. So with everything like happening around us, we literally still know who we are. Mm-hmm. We've just been very fortunate that we are very strong and independent people, like emotionally. We don't really depend on each other that much even yeah. though we always have each other but at the end of the day I'm my own person she's also her own person yeah. she she can stand on her own I can also stand on my own mm-hmm. however when we are together you know we are more powerful together supporting each other and obviously leaning on, on each, each other yeah yeah so I love that yeah. I absolutely love that and I'm gonna continue with the same question to you Siamo you know when you've gone through negative experiences in friendships as you reflect, what do you believe was the mistake that you made in creating a bond and a tie with those people that you think moving on to new relationships, you're going to be much more informed and wiser about? And I'll tell you why I say that. I've had friendships where it was a ride or die, mm-hmm. right? And you love each other and you're with each other all the time and you're like, this is it. The danger sometimes with those relationships is even in moments when you don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah. You have to ride. You know, where do you draw the line going forward? Because I think that's where we experience the most heartbreak, Mm -hmm. the unspoken expectations of our ride and dies. Where do you draw the line moving forward in trying to avoid being in that experience again where you are completely crushed because your expectations are not met? So 
I, with everything I've like experienced, I noticed that the one thing I did, and I don't think I'd want to stop because it's who I am. Mm. I naturally, I'm a giver. I love giving nothing feeds my soul like just giving like yeah. giving of time giving an ear just giving you know yeah however in the silence I got to understand that you know and it's something I used to say to people but never really take it inward was that you need to know when your cup is empty mm. and you cannot give from an empty cup absolutely because then they i was making them thieves you know because they're mm-hmm. taking from me and i have nothing mm. so that's one thing i got to know and moving on is is literally understanding when my cup is empty or not flowing yeah. overflowing mm. for anyone else like knowing to say okay guys this is me. This is my line. Yeah. This so. is my boundary. Because yeah. I'm I'm that person. Like, you want to go out Monday? Let's go. You're the friend that everyone calls. <laughs> Babe, you call me and say, I stepped on my feet. Like, Penny stepped on my feet. Da-da-da. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, say no, no more. more. We're like, taking it on. <laughs> I'm in the car, locked <laughs> and loaded. The let's go. I'm, I'm there. We're doing this. I'm, yeah, so I, I've had to then understand that it, I gave too much of myself and yeah. of my energy and they just I mean it's only natural that people to take, take. Yeah. of course yeah. you know it's natural 100% yeah. so yeah I really love the idea of understanding when your cup is empty because mm-hmm. that's the other issue. Yeah. People don't even know that yeah. their cup is empty. Some don't even know when it's full. Some don't yeah. even know when it's full, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's a whole conversation around boundaries that yeah. I think needs to be a future conversation where people really start to understand. I, I meet so many women who yeah. just don't have boundaries yeah. Yeah. and yeah. they think they're they nice. They think they're nice, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And on the issue of being nice, I want to go a little deeper and let's talk about our kings especially with nice women yeah whichever way you define nice i think blue is nice i think all of you are amazing Mm. we get into this point where we meet someone that we adore whether that's a king in the romantic context Mm -hmm. or it is just a friendship that is deep of the opposite sex Mm -hmm. how do you start to create those boundaries for yourself that allow you to engage in that relationship without creating codependency because you know you want to be with that person all day, every okay. day. Let's yeah. do breakfast. Let's do coffee. Let's do lunch. Can and I have a pen the and reason paper? I want <laughs> to ask Penny this is because I think you have demonstrated an ability to make the decisions that work for you in the context of relationships. How did you find the courage to do that? Even right at the beginning when you think about your early relationships. So... I was a novice in relationship in my 20s. I was, I didn't date throughout high school. Yeah, I was one of those girls who had no time for boys. Um, you know, I remember one of my interviews that the so attended for me when I was about 18 or 19 about my radio. The opening line was like, boys her age fear her. Oh, no <laughs> way. Yes. I was 19 on radio. And, and then there were, I don't know how many men in the industry, yes. It's a very weird thing because... I knew that I had a sense that relationships was going to be a challenge about my life, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because I had 
ideas of how my career should go. And I had, I was like, you know, by 27, 28, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have two kids, take a break until I'm 30, come back and launch my TV talk show. That's going to take me to 40. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you know what I mean? Like I had mm -hmm, my life set up. Mm -hmm. So when I got into my rela relationships in my early 20s, that was the plan. Yeah. Um, so it's like I had prepped myself in my own silly little way. Yeah. That, you know, he has to be this way, you have to be this way. Oh, this of course, kind of you had the list. To be, and this is how we're going to present ourselves and this is how we're going to carry ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the women who were like 28, 25, well, 20, 20, 20, they, were like, oh, they were like, they were like, Penny, so this thing of yours. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? They're like, they're like, and this, this guy, you know, you're a problem for this guy. I was like, no, I'm not a problem. This guy needs to do one, two, three, four, five for us to get over there. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not doing that, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they're like, you know, and you must understand, uh, I had my way set. Mm. And I think because nobody told me, when they started doing that, I doubted the things that I saw. So I already had boundaries. Yeah. Sort of, you know. So my whole, like I was, I'm in the industry, but I chose who comes to my house. So people used to say, how did people not know, for example, that you were struggling with depression? I was like, because... I do my work, I finish. The three friends who are allowed to come to my house, they know that when I'm at home, it's my sanctuary, it's my private space. You know, only my mom would come to my house and insist and say, oh, you're not okay. But obviously she didn't understand what it was. Mm. But obviously I didn't have the hindsight that I have now to say it as confidently as I, as I did. So I allowed, I knew because I have public life that I'm going to mess up. But I wanted the people in my life to mess up with me. Yeah. But I didn't realize that other people are not ride or die <laughs> You're on your own. So then I had to learn to pick myself up, uh, you know, in that space. But I also surrounded myself with a mix of people who were more exposed to certain things and who were more wiser about, you know, certain things. I might have known, not known that it's your energies and it's your private space and what you allow to people and what you give them. You know, if you keep giving, they keep taking. Mm. Yeah. But, and not in, in all aspects. But when it came to relationships, I was afraid of messing up so bad that it yeah. defines my career. Uh, and it defines the person that I am. So I was very guarded about it. So that, that naivety and the fear which was good but bad at the same time. It was bad because I didn't allow people who really could have flowed with me in that way to yeah. come in. So I had to sort of like process everyone, <laughs> you know. Um, Interview. But what I was always conscious of was like whatever mistake I'm going to make, I'm going to own up. Mm. I'm going to talk about things publicly so that nobody looks at me and say, she has it all figured out. She's perfect. Yeah, she's perfect. And that affected me because I was like, oh, for a guy to marry you, you have to be perfect. Yeah. But I know that I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that I'm going to be emotional. I'm going to raise my voice and I have opinions, mm. you know, and, I'm, and I have to express my opinions, not just at my work, but be able to express them privately. Yeah. I need to test my mind in the private space. So when I felt like I'm not accepted like that in those spaces, mm. then that's when I realized, okay, this energy is not for me. This person's talking me down. This is actually psychologically abusive. Yeah. This friend is just taking and taking. And this one needs me to nurture them. They don't have that. But this one is my big sister. That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I really love that you had this inclination and acceptance very early that you were going to mess up. Because I think a lot of us who raised 
A-type, if I can call yes, it that. Yes, yes. You know, I think A-type personalities struggle the most. Yes. There's an expectation of perfection. Yes. Mm. That you have it figured out. Yes. You're a smart girl. Yes. You're a beautiful girl. You took this chance. You're the brave one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And often those personalities really struggle with their first failure. Yeah, but also okay. they say, people say, oh, you're smart. You shouldn't do such a mess. Because yeah, exactly. that's what I struggled with. People yeah. are like, oh, I mean, we thought we, you knew what you were doing. I was like, hey, this is my emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is not a, it's not a, I don't have a master's in this. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, we all, we all knew this. You didn't know this. Yeah. I'm like, no one Why tells didn't me. Anyone yeah. Why didn't say anyone say something? something? Mm. And it's that's crazy. Yeah. That's what I've realized. Like, I didn't know what PMS is. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, y'all didn't tell me. <laughs> what this? I'll be going mad. Like, I want, the last time I had, Chicken licking wings with Ultramel. <laughs> well, welcome. Are you pregnant? <laughs> welcome. There's a lot of women who are seem to be succeeding, seem to be bold, seem to be trailblazing, who are really struggling because the expectation is that they are the ones who are going to continue giving. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you, Blue, a little bit mm-hmm. about what your experience of a relationship going bad was like? I think literally the first time I experienced a bad relationship or rather an abusive relationship, I was confused about it. Yeah. Because I was in a relationship with someone, we got engaged. He was already in a public space at the time. I was not in the public space at all. So a lot of things, I was introduced to the new world that I was never exposed to now. I know what not to do, what not to post, where not to go, you know, all those things. So at the time, I was really not sure what was happening. You know, I was emotionally abused. I would be told not to go to certain places. For example, if I go to a nightclub, I would have a bodyguard. In the beginning, it used to be, oh, this is fancy. Yes, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's fabulous. (laughs) I'm here, I've got bodyguards. But I still didn't understand why I had to have bodyguards until I had to question myself and question the person I was with to want to know why actually do I have to be with a bodyguard? I'm not a celebrity. I'm not famous. I don't have money to yeah. have bodyguards. Yeah. Why my so Why am I being trained? What am I being protected you know, from? Bodyguards cause yeah, a lot of attention. Yeah, now yeah. we're like, why who is she, she, you know, who she be with? Rocking up with like human cap- security. <laughs> so I, I honestly didn't understand what was happening at the time until I read a Facebook status. I think it was at night from a random person and I went through the comments. This person was explaining the relationship, the abusive relationship she was in. And a lot of people were commenting and commenting and everything that was said on that status, it just, it was what I was in. It looked like your life. It Mm -hmm. looked like my life, you know. I remember actually going, the next day I was supposed to go to school. I literally did not go to school because the status had disappeared. I didn't know the person's name. I had forgotten, like, I didn't screen grab. I, like, I had forgotten who the person was. And wow. I really, really now had to sit down and ask myself, Why what did is I see on? that? Yes. Why did I see did that? I even see that? Did I that's even see that? In. You know? Yeah. So, literally, that's how everything started for me. And it moved from 
that emotional abuse. Now I was aware because I was never aware. I grew up in a household where it was a single parent. It was just my mother and my twin sister. It so was there was no all, demonstration of was, relationship. Yes. Yeah. And also we were never exposed to like abuse, yeah. whether emotional. We grew up in a very loving home. Mm -hmm. So none of these things like made sense to me. Yeah. I didn't understand the space I was in. All I knew is that I was very depressed. I would be told I'm not perfect. I'm not all that. Literally, even when I go to church, like, why are you going there? You think you're all perfect. It was just all stupid things yeah. that didn't make sense. But mm. they pulled me down. It was they psychological. Yeah. my energy. Yeah. So that's when I realized that, okay, maybe this is abuse that I didn't know of mm. until it got physical and I literally left when it got physical. And what I want to know, Siamo, is, so is how did you get out? I mean, I heard Blue's story and I literally have goosebumps even now because just this morning I was talking to someone about the trick in psychological abuse mm, yeah. mm. and the inability to identify that you're actually being abused yeah, yeah. and the use of either money through supporting yes, you yes. Um, bodyguards and making you feel like you're protected you yeah. you're protected <laughs> yes. it's, it's all these small, small things that yeah. your partner will be doing and even friends yes even oh, friends, even friends yeah. so I want to know from you Tiamo how did you get yourself out how did you even identify that it was abuse so okay so mine is not even like relationship i've got friends friendship abuse but mine that's relationship yeah no but i'm just <laughs> saying it's not romantic so mine is literally abuse from my dad mm. right and i was fortunate enough i was in tune at age five, I knew who I was. Mm. I knew what I wanted. I knew how I was going to do it. I literally had three goals at age five. I was going to grow up. I was going to finish school, move to the States, transition. Mm. That's it. Everything else, bonus, cherry on top. Extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those were my goals at five. And I was very vocal. I was, I've always been a vocal person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've always been determined and adamant and, you know, vocal about my intentions, my goals and everything. And I think to him, that scared him. Mm -hmm. Because wow. here's this child who is dreaming mm -hmm. bigger yeah, than, than we are. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm talking Where are we going to find states. space for you in this house? Yes. Yeah. I'm talking or states. Or how are we going to help her get there yes. and what responsibilities does that have on us and what does 100%. it mean about us yeah 100% yeah. because I mean this was when we used to live in Quatema in the mm. East Rand yeah now imagine I'm talking Los Angeles I mean at least you were close to OR <laughs> yeah, but, you know what I'm saying? No, but yeah. yes. to them, they don't realize like could, it's a it's I mean, you're just arms. like, you're just no. like, everyone is here. No. Yeah. Wow. And babe, can I tell you, I said at age six, when I'm seven, I'm going to be on a flight. Guess what happened when I turned seven? You were on a you're flight. On a I was flight. On a flight. Yeah. And yeah. so with that abuse was just like constantly, I think for him, it was keeping me grounded. But yeah. it was harsh in the sense that when people gave me a compliment to say, yo, Muslim done. Muslim Really? He would yeah. throw in there like something to and 
directed at me. So it's just like... Don't believe that. Don't, yeah. don't let that settle in. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. And don't let that get to your head. Yeah. So for me, because I was strong-willed, I could block it. But it's only after losing my mom in 2017 where I was like... And I, the last conversation I had had with my mom was... Because she was like, you need to fix and whatever. I was like, he's your husband. You made the decision. To be with to him. To be with him. Yeah. And, be, you know, you're making the decision to stay with him. I don't have to. He's shown me timelessly who he is. I believe him. And I'm cool. After my mom passed, I said, okay. That person we buried was the link between us. Oh. Unless you are going to prove and step up there's no reason why I need to give anything you know and it's been the most liberating experience because now I operate purely on joy love and happiness and we can feel it it's clear we can feel it thank you those those relationships are hard and and I wish we had more time to go into the relationships we have with our parents Mm. and how we navigate that especially in African culture Mm. where that bond is valued so highly not just from the perspective of that it's your mom or dad Mm. but there's a lineage there's a a bloodline etc etc and just trying to figure out how to balance existing in the space that is so integral to who you are when you are having those experiences of extreme abuse, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I want to go to you, Penny, and this question, I think, is um, a critical one because I imagine you've gone through these experiences as well. I want to know from you how you think we can support women who are in these spaces, who are challenged. And I think there is no face for abuse. Yeah. It's the young girl in Newcastle. Newcastle, It is the celebrity who just keeps launching brand after brand after brand. Mm -hmm. But they have this deep feeling of... I need to do more because it's just not enough. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. comes from the abuse they might be experiencing in any relationship that they have. What can we do to support women that come to us? And what can we also do as women to just be a symbol of that openness? Like you can come to me. So, <laughs> so this is part of my life work. I will emphasize like, you know, when I got the opportunity to be part of the Squadcast last year, I got to speak to young women yeah. because for the longest time I felt like a lone voice mm. I mean because I've been speaking on issues of mental health because I had postnatal depression when I gave birth to my son Yes, but because I took time to learn and understand how I got there I realized that I was clinically depressed before I even conceived my son Wow, you know and I made a personal commitment like she did when she was seven yeah. and saying I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five because even though I couldn't articulate it that way back then you know today when you say to people i set an intention and it manifested everybody understands yeah but when i was saying it before and i would say i'm not that's i'm not going to i'm going to be the girl you know the woman that i needed when i was a girl so for me i listen number one i speak about my experiences so you can trust that i've had an experience so you can talk to me about your experience absolutely um and you can tell me to keep it private if you want it to be private but I'll talk about your pain without revealing who you are because someone is because, in there. Because universally, 
when you tell someone is like planting a seed on the ground, the tree has to grow. Mm. She might not enjoy the shade. I might not enjoy the shade, but somebody else is going to. So that's one. And, and so a lot of stuff is not even my personal experience, is other stories because other people just need to tell someone. Yeah. Because, because psychologists are expensive. But talking is free. It's free. Yeah. So is listening. It's, so is listening. Mm. That's the other thing. And it's, I'm intentional about it. I've been intentional about it. What they can say, you're angry and bitter, they can say it to me because they've said it. Yeah. And then my answer, and which is what I wanted to say to you, angry and bitter people and what I, don't look the way I do. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Look at me. They don't have They don't energy. have the energy and they don't have the glow. Yeah. One day you'll understand that. Yeah. So I've never been any of that. Yeah. Do I hurt? Do I get... Im- Emotional? Does it make me angry? Does it zap my energy? It does that. You know what? Because I'm human. Mm. Yeah. Because I have to experience all those emotions. So, and there's difference between self-doubt, fear, anger. I know the difference. Yeah. So if we don't talk about it and explain it, you know, even better, my children are not going to take that energy. Yeah. You know. So from when I was pregnant to how I talk to them now, and also the children who are raised in homes where there's so much love, which I can relate to what Blue's talking about. Yes. You go out there in the world thinking the world is like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And then you get into those relationships and you're shocked. And that's why you, you were shocked. And yeah. you become traumatized and you're paralyzed with fear. So I went through that. But then when you say it, people are like, ah, we have a poor Blue. Mm. But the thing is, I believe that the experiences that I've had, I've had so I can talk. I to not to just Not just to that. free myself. Yeah. Because... When I got on radio, women were not saying these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I knew who was being abused. I know whose man was abusive. And I know I knew what productions and things that were happening. But I, those people, on, you know, they were not talking, yeah. even now. So now I'm even further. I will go stand with you in court if you take the guy to court. Yeah. If you want me to hold your hand to go to the police station, I will. Yeah. But if you need a lawyer, a psychologist to swim in the pool, you want someone to cook food, I'll also do it too. Yeah. We have to be intentional about it. I love that. Yeah. But even worse, to my brother, I will say, you are not doing that. We are going to discuss it. You will see a psychologist. You will talk about the things that your dad could have said, mm-hmm. your brother, you know, your friends could the have said. You you, the hug you wanted to get. Yeah, well, the hug yeah. you wanted to get. You're not going to say to my son, oh, you're such a sissy. Mm-mm. I absolutely love that. I just want to say, I've been following your career for the longest time. Like, you are one of the people that we grew up watching and listening to. And your work has really, really um, had a good impact on a lot of people. I know a lot of... I'll get emotional. Okay, more tissue. More tissue. (laughs) If we're going to heal, it's going to be glorious. Oh, I started. You, like, <laughs> you made it, Siabo. Yeah, so. She, she, she did. Okay. But, you know, your voice, and it's through small things that you might think it's, it's, it's nothing, you know, just a small tweet where you tweet about or you speak about your experience or what the other person went through. But everything that you do, it really does have a good impact in not just, you know, women but I believe the whole world because you know social media is quite big now and what we, we can think, use it for good. Yeah. Yes, and you yeah. have been good. doing that and I really, really appreciate that. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. You know much. the thing I love the most about platforms like Squadcast is this. Mm. People sometimes underestimate the value of, of what, what they, you they heard. Do. Yeah. 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 Right? 100%. What I heard, mm. what Penny said, 
what blue said. said I mean, yeah. can blue be in that? Yeah. I mean, then yeah. I can navigate my way out of that. I mean, when I listened to your story, Boo, yes. it was a Facebook post. Yeah. yeah. It was the Facebook post that woke you up. Yes. It's just the power of conversations. And Siamo, I want to get what you wanted to, to add into that if you haven't forgotten it. Your eyes no. just went wide. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's because <laughs> Penny says something and it hit, it like hit something in me. You know, how you said you both grew up in a loving family. family, Yeah. And that's all you knew. Yeah. Stepping into a relationship. Yeah. Whereas I grew up, I mean, I got love from my mom, definitely, mm. but mm. I never got it from my dad. Mm. So growing up, I've now had challenges understanding love. 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 For me, I've had I know how to love myself. Yeah. I know how to give love. Yes. I don't know how to, to receive, receive love. love. I'm getting so many topics coming up as we talk. We have boundaries. We, we have, have how do you receive love. Mm. And I feel like more stuff is going to come. And let me tell you, ladies... When I'm on the other side of this, <laughs> I can tell you the sentiment is the same. same yeah. yes. The experience are so similar amongst all of us. Yes. Blue, I want to know, especially having grown in a family full of love, Penny already alluded to how traumatic the experience must have been for you to be in a relationship where you felt abused. Have you forgiven your abuser and how did you go about getting to that space if you have? I have forgiven him. The forgiveness came long time ago when I realized the space I was in was not a good space. And I also realized that I was not the one on the wrong. And and this is the mistake that, okay, I wanna talk about this because we also make mistakes thinking, I need to be there for this person. I did forgive him. I knew that he needed help. For him, I believe like abuse is an illness. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have some issues, some personal issues in order for you to project or to abuse the 100%. next person, you yeah. know. So I needed to understand where he was coming from. However, I did not make that the point of okay, I let him abuse him because he's going through this. Mm -hmm. I understood what he did was wrong, but I had to firstly forgive myself for allowing myself to be in that situation, yes. Yes. understand where he was coming from, but not making excuses for him Absolutely. of why he did what he was doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's yes. so important to share. I remember listening to Busiswa's video, yeah. which was so glaring for yes. me. When she broke down her emotions in an abusive relationship and how she felt the responsibility to make him better. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. the thing. Because we but are we're socialized like, and yeah. we are raised like that. Yeah. So we were we were raised like that in our homes, even if it's our children, if your siblings, you know, have a boy and a girl. So if they're fighting and, and all of that, most of the time the girl, you know, you're told, okay, you know, be the peacemaker. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and then he's just a boy. So that's just in the home first and then we get into school and church and boys grow up also with that but and then as girls we entrench that as well because now it's like no maraluena blue wamona wenzeng maraluena blue marawa and the men are like that narrative 
yeah, they like that narrative. Uh, so we don't we don't hold them accountable early. But then when also when we get into if they are friends or they are brothers, we also don't hold them accountable. Say ah 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 ah. We don't we don't ask the guy what did you do? Yeah. Uh, you and know, why did you do uh, that? Did you do that? Yeah. Uh, what is going on with you? You know, time out. Deal with yourself and and family. So so we need to come to that place where we are conscious of it. So that forgiveness doesn't mean keep taking it and being firm and putting your foot down doesn't make, mean I hate you yes. uh, you know I love you but I'm uh, it's tough there's love boundaries. There, there's yes. boundaries there's yeah. boundaries I'm not going to allow that it's not going to happen and they must know that th- that's why there's a boundary that after the street that line belongs to the municipality Absolutely. this is where your house ends mm-hmm. it's boundaries yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know I um, on just this topic of forgiveness and understanding how to frame these narratives in our own heads before we even tell the story to someone else. I was married for about eight years and coming out of that relationship, one of the things that I understood I needed to do was take a minute to really think about what was my contribution to the relationship not Mm. working. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Because when there's two people and something doesn't work, Uh two people played a part in getting it to that place. Siyama, when you think about some of the relationships that have not worked in your life, what toxic traits did you bring into those relationships? And sometimes lack of boundaries is a toxic trait. trait. You are allowing people, you you said something so beautifully, you are making them thieves. Mm. Yes. So I want you to tell me a little bit about what you believe your toxic traits have been in some relationships and what you're doing to actively heal that. So I think it's naturally, it's literally that I, and I said it before, I'm a giver at heart. Mm. Like I cry when I can't give. Like my prayer is, Lord, I want to give bless me so I can just do you get what I'm saying so I, can give I feel so broken like my most depressive state is when I cannot reach a hand and help someone yeah. that kills me and I have had to now understand that that too can be toxic mm-hmm. because I lost a friendship because I was constantly reaching out and calling and I'd wanna and, and I'm that person I wanna FaceTime yeah. every time because I wanna see you yeah. Like I don't when you say you're fine on the phone, it's different to me seeing that you're fine. Yeah. Are you an only and child? No, I'm not. <laughs> but I she I'm a middle like child kind of yeah. Okay. Yeah. It sounds to me like you almost want to give what you didn't get. Yeah, yes. I do yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like I I always said I've always wanted like siblings. Yeah. Mm. And I grew up in a family where I had the spotlight. Yeah. But it it, it was like never really emotionally yeah. there because I knew there was something different about me. Yeah. It was, I never, the stage I had was never to be me, yeah. but to perform someone else, um. you know? So, so with all the boundaries, I've had to now learn that sometimes you don't have to call someone so much for them to know mm. that you, you love them mm. and you yeah. care. Yeah. And that's my thing is, I'm that person. Like, I will call you morning and and sometimes it's just like i just wanted to see you are yeah. you good cool sharp because when you cross my mind you act there's, on it. yeah there's a reason for it it might be the last time mm. i need to know that at least you're okay yeah mm. so mm. that's that's one toxic trait 
I've had to manage. Manage. The other one is well, still same, but I spend on because I love giving. Like <laughs> I'm that person who like drinks on me. Let's go. Please don't <laughs> be broke. And tomorrow there's oh, no. And then I get broke, broke, and I'm like, <laughs> those people. <laughs> Blue, yeah. I want to know about your toxic trait that you you believe you need to work on in your relationships. Whether it's your sister, your mom, and your king, us who are your new friends, mm-hmm. uh, your squad, the people you work with. Ah, uh, one of the main ones, honestly, for me is <laughs> communication. Lack of communication. There's just, I think I allow the world to consume me because I get lost in the space. I get lost in what's happening. When I do have time, I want to have my time. And it, it comes across as someone who doesn't really care much about people because communication is not as much. I'm not like you where you call every morning, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, lunchtime, dinner. I like that a lot. And I think, yeah, that's one thing that I need to work on. It can often be misunderstood as not caring. Yes. Mm. So you have to figure out that balance yeah. for yourself. Penny? Okay, so I let my work uh, sort of like overflow into my personal relationship. Like my work is about timing, being at the right place, having your facts, delivering what's required of you. Mm-hmm. So I take that mm. <laughs> into my relationship. So so in my relationship, it manifests as I panic, mm-hmm. I'm easily re- ir- irritable. I just think, I mean, really, you just don't get that. Let's go. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, so, I, so I had to learn to slow down, like in my relationships, just like slow down. And I panic about, are you coming to date me or the person that you've met publicly. So what it does is that I'm just like, I really like you and I want to get to know you, but who are you here for? And also... That person does exist as a part of me, mm. and it, then that can be a little can feel like pressure. Uh, you know, it's like I don't relax. Yeah. So, but I mean, obviously now in hindsight, I can say it because I'm older, so I'm learning how to relax. Because, but part of it is like I'm afraid of like if I'm too relaxed. Because then if if you mess me who's up, watching. yeah, who's watching? But also if you mess me up here in the private space, I'm not going to be able to cope in the yeah. in the public. So I've learned to to relax, to go with you, and trust you to go. So that's one of the toxic things because then I can come across as like just know your act, let's go, mm. and you know. Also because I'm a truth teller and I operate from a place of truth, I see through people. Mm. <laughs> so once I High see, five. so it can be bad because. I ask you what I know. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, so I'll, I'll ask you what I know. I want to see how you're going to tie yourself into it. And it's a good thing to see through people, but, you know, nobody wants to be scanned all the time. No one wants to feel like they're naked. That, yeah, they're naked, uh, you know. So, which means I have felt naked. So I, I'm work, I've learned to how to, to cover myself so I don't, you know, because I have that naturally. The other thing is what, because of my panic, I can also seem a little bit impatient. Mm. I want things to work orderly. To, they must, mm. There must be a... Mm. There's a little bit yeah, of order. Perfectionism. Yeah, there's a little bit yeah. of the... Of the, yeah. of the and yeah. perfectionism can be a toxic, a toxic trait. trait. Yeah. Yeah. Because perfectionism is often led by a fear. Yes. It's a yes. deep fear. So I worked on let go of the, the perfection. And again, it's a trait that comes from my work because everything has Absolutely. to flow. Everything so I, has yeah. to be so detailed. Do, but also I'm a firstborn. So I had to look, look after yes. everybody. 
So it's like there's a problem. Can we fix, Let's it? fix it? Let's get it done. Yeah. Sorry for banging the desk, but it's, so it, it becomes like yeah. that. And when you don't know me, that might be like yo, yes, this one is is difficult. But actually, like you, I'm a softie. I'll I'm going to call. I'm going to find out if you're fine. And I I easily forgive because. I've worked on myself. I'm not going to hold on to the anger. I've forgiven you. It doesn't mean that you must keep doing keep it doing. again. So, yeah. so boundaries is what I've had to learn to say, I have forgiven you, but you're not going to do that again. 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 That's you know, I'm loving hmm. how just the similarities in the stories, right? Yeah. And how often in our own corners we can feel like, oh, it's just me. Yeah. Oh, this is just happening to me. Mm. Oh, I'm just this way, you know? Yeah. But the more you engage with other women in safe spaces, you start to see yourself in everyone it, yeah. else. Tiamo, yes. uh, I want to know what advice can we share for women who are looking to surround themselves with positive relationships? I think you're the perfect person in the sense that you've had expectations of relationships they've been crushed what can we tell other women who are listening around how they need to go about creating that positive energy around them so answering this 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 question is complex because there are three women in my life I've molded myself to like around around my grandmother my mother and my father's sister. And grandmother's everything. Oh, and grandmother's yeah. everything. Yeah. They, like, my grandmother grew up obviously in a apartheid era, but you'd never know that. She spoke fluent English, was very educated, was a woman who was confident in her skin. Like, I remember you'd, you'd tell her, Omotlebiang. And she's like, of course, gay kids. Yes. <laughs> so and you someone, get it from your yeah. grandma. Because to someone else, it'd be like, but you're full of us. She's like, no, babe. If you don't tell yourself, mm-hmm. ain't no one going to tell you out, outside. Mm-hmm. And I adopted that. Wow. And I think I to other women is you need to literally do the work. Tell yourself. And my thing is, we, we, are, we raise daughters to say, find a man that will complete you. Mm. No, boo. Complete, complete yourself, yourself yeah. because, and find a partner. Yeah, who yeah. will complement mm-hmm. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how I look at myself is, I'm, I'm always like, I'm a Bentley, and people who go into the Bentley store, you don't go there to inquire on a price. Mm-hmm. You know exactly yeah. what, yeah, that how much. Yeah. And then, if anything, you want to add extras, like, no, I want the sunroof to be like this. Yeah. yeah. So you add, but you already know the price range. So yeah. treat yourself as. The prized asset. 100%. If you want the world to see you as a queen, be that for you. Yeah. You need Mm. to be, wake up in royalty and say like, a queen doesn't associate with this. A queen doesn't do this. And it's hard at first, but once it's become second nature, there are things that, like like Penny said, you can smell it coming. Mm. I love that. So your advice is see yourself the way that you want other people to see you first. Amen. So you got to do the work on yourself yes. to become the person that you want to make sure that people portray in a Come particular way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the gospel right there. And I Come agree on. fully. Shabada bata. Shabada. Shabada. <laughs> 
Lou, I want to know what advice can we give young girls and women who are in toxic relationships and they're still in there. They haven't come across that Facebook post. They haven't heard Penny speak. This is their first time and they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking, oh my gosh, that is me. What advice would you give them? It's never easy, but I always say if you are not happy, you have to move. Yeah. Like... You can't fix anyone, but you can only fix yourself, mm. you know. So, like I said earlier on, the mistake that we keep doing as women is, you know, making excuses for men for abusing us, you know. So, I honestly just want to say, just move. Get yourself out of that toxic situation and... Free yourself, honestly, because at the end of the day, people die every day. We speak about these things every day where mm. someone was killed, a woman was is killed every single day in South Africa. And the only reason why is because we keep saying, we keep thinking, let me give him a chance. He will redeem himself. Ooh, he will change. People don't really change unless if they want to change themselves. Yeah. But we cannot change anyone. Mm -hmm. So do yourself a favor and just leave. A lot of women I know that have children and um, are married. The only reason why they struggle to leave and those are the ones that actually stay in such uh, messed up relationships is because they want to protect their children. They're also People also suffer from Bazutini Abantu. Yes. You'd rather really just leave while you are still alive and like, you know, but Zimbabwe work away now when you You're are dead. no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Where, wherever you are, if there's someone that you trust, that you can start this conversation with, I think that's the place where you can go as well. Yeah. I have another friend recently who called me and uh, she says to me, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this because I can't even unpack what happened. Mm. And I'm worried about the judgment that I know that you won't give me, but that I've already given myself. Yes. Yeah. So it's so important to find a person that you can trust and just start talking. Mm. So your advice, you can't fix anyone, but you can fix yourself. Yeah. Penny, mm. I want to know what advice we can give women to help them check their own behavior. I'm looking at the woman in the mirror. <laughs> so buy a long mirror. <laughs> Stand in front of it. I have two. Um, get two if you can. Have conversations with yourself in front of the mirror. You know, record your own thoughts. You know, listen to your thoughts. And uh, play back the things that you think, uh, you know, about yourself, the things that you think about other people when they are in a whatever situation. So when I used to do this woman show, I used to say, it's, I'm going to do a direct translation. There is no woman who can afford to be looking at another woman going through something and saying that will never happen to me. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, at that moment, that woman looks stupid to you mm. but take a moment to just be that woman for a moment and ask yourself what would I have done in that moment mm. and and then put a comma and say when they know better they'll do better yeah. absolutely so, so it's either you've already That's on the other goes. side of where you're doing better or you're still in the learning space of doing that so it's a, it's a life experience. You know, womanhood is a journey. Mm. Uh, it's not the songs like I'm every woman. I'm all I'm every woman. I've been a 15 year old girl, mm. 
pretty naive, insecure at the same time. I've been a 20-year-old girl who thinks I have answers to all the questions in the world. And then I have lost that confidence in my 20s trying to figure it out. Then I understood that you have to work on yourself and heal in your 30s so that the wrinkles don't show up when you get to the fourth floor, mm-hmm. uh, honey, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, because of that. And really ask yourself these difficult questions. Ask yourself the difficult questions first so that when you're going out there in the world, you've had the conversations with yourself so that Absolutely. you don't bleed on other people. Yeah, that's true. Like I know, for example, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time being apologetic. You see, you had to act the stage. So I would walk into the room and my energy would consume the room and I would feel bad that people have a, have a problem. I was like, oh my God, I think I was loud. Oh my God, I think, yeah. I think I was too much. And then, you know, so if somebody says to me, you're too much, I'm like, oh, it means I really am. But when I was walking there, I had no, I had never set an intention to say I'm going to go in there and be, in, in, be too much. In too much. Mm. So why was I owning that? Mm. So I became apologetic. And obviously it was, for me, it was influenced by my work partly because if they're going to write that or somebody's going to say that and they're supposed to be in a place of influence. People will believe people, it. People will believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt bad for me to say, but I'm not like that. And yeah. if I said that, they'll be like, ah, oh, she's being defensive. Yeah. yeah. You know, then I started, you know what I started doing? I started, you know, when somebody said a word, I'll go Google it and get the meaning. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I am. When they say you're dramatic, I'm like, according to drama, you have to script it and put a performance. <laughs> that was not a performance. That's powerful. That is my, that was my emotion going, so sorry, that's I'm not powerful. dramatic. That's yeah. powerful. I did not put on an act. I am hurt by your actions. So I'm not acting. Accept that and don't, you know, exacerbate me further right now. And I'm saying it from a place of love. You know what I mean? So I yeah. had to learn that. And also the other thing that I said is like that energy thing. Because you're tall, for example, people who are tall, when they take a picture with me, they'll want to bend. Uh, and then they, they zap themselves for their energy. I'm like, no, stand tall. Yeah. Don't apologize for what you are, you know? And so that could be, let me soften my tone. Let mm. me not... Let me fit let in. Let me fit in. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to fit in and be accepted. That's another topic. And, and blended, you know, and blended. So, Girl. So all of those things were toxic, but I also didn't understand that you need to gravitate towards the people who affirm that. But even if they don't affirm it, when you look at yourself in the mirror, affirm say those, yourself. affirm it yourself. Say, it yourself. say it, I'm beautiful, I'm amazing, I'm powerful. Like everybody yesterday was going on about my bum. I had a complex about my bum for the longest time. That is so and weird people, in 2021. In 2021. They used to tease me about it in 2000. Do you know what I mean? Now it's okay. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the kind of things. And I say for young girls, also, when we talk about our experiences, we heal older women, guys. Mm. They didn't have the platforms that we have. Like, I have 50-year-old friends who are, like, amazing, who have lots of money or, or 60-year-old women that I know. Who are, but you can see yep. there's spaces where there's gaps. Absolutely. So when you hang around them and you say certain things, what yeah. it does, it does something in their neurology. Mm. It clicks. The seed the is planted. The seed is planted. So something switches. So slowly... Let's use our voices um, and let's encourage the little ones. Yeah. You know, to when they speak, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Please don't lose that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. hold on to that. Yeah. And in that way, we we are healers Absolutely. as women. We we, you know, the very same man, you know, will benefit from that energy. Because right now they're riding on us not thinking we, we can be are connected. A powerful we are unit. powerful units. Yeah. Yeah. So the more we do that, we can heal. Penny, thank mm. you. Blue, are thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you want more? Siamo. I've been podcast thank for two you. hours. Oh. We could talk forever. We could go on and talk and talk and talk. But thank you so much for joining me for episode nine of the Squadcast. I want to quickly summarize some of the stuff that I took from this conversation. Firstly, I just believe in the power of stories even more. Yes. There is so much power in what I heard. 
what I saw on Facebook. So, which leads me to, we have to be intentional about the seeds that we plant. Amen. Everything you post, everything you say, the job you agree to, you are planting a seed in someone's mind. Someone is looking at you and thinking, oh, that's how it should be done. That's how I become successful. Mm. I need to just be with someone who takes care of me. It doesn't matter about everything else. Mm. I just need to get in the Range Rover. Number three, fill your cup. Fill your cup. Own cup yeah. Fill your own cup so that you don't bring your own toxicity into other people's spaces and you become that friend. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, see yourself the way you want others to see you. Mm-hmm. This was such a powerful conversation for me. I want to thank Benini for this platform. The Squadcast is going to change a lot of young girls and women's lives. Mm-hmm. Get listening, engage with Benini on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know about your experiences. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been an absolute ball. Thank you. Look at you. I'm in. I don't even know. I'm done. Look out for exclusive opportunities to win prizes by following at Benini SA on social media. Benini Natural Sparkling Grape Presante. Always glow responsibly, not for persons under the age of 18.